Today's episode of Here's the Pitch is brought to you by Fantasy Labs. It's that time of the year where fantasy seasons go up in smoke. I know mine already has. I have two ties. Fantasy Labs is the solution for you to win big in daily fantasy sports with sites like DraftKings and FanDuel. So head over to FantasyLabs.com today for your free $15 trial. That's free money Fantasy Labs is giving you with promo code PITCH. P-I-T-C-H. Like here's the pitch. Let's start the show. Here's the pitch with Simon and Doug. Today is Tuesday, October 4th. Week 4 of the NFL is just wrapped up. The Vikings and the Giants are playing on Monday Night Football as we're recording this. Simon is getting crushed in the bet that he just made. It's not true. I'm, I'm within like 5 points. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that one plays out. <laughs> 0-4 for 5 this weekend, but we'll get into that segment a little bit later. The Eagles, 3-0. It's week 4, so they haven't lost yet. That's true. Undefeated. One of three undefeateds, pending this Minnesota outcome. I'm shocked that Rex Ryan was able to pull up, pull off a little upset in New England. Yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised because I, I think they just were so excited, looked ahead, that they got Brady back next week. They were just like, whatever, we'll just go into this game. I, although, that's never Bill Belichick's attitude about these kind of things. Well, it sounds like Sexy Rexy got into the Patriots' head a little bit with the fake reporter and bug inside the Patriots locker room. Yeah, I saw that. Do you think Garoppolo was ever going to start that game? Because I remember they came out and said on, I think, Saturday morning or like... That he was questionable? Well, no, but they said he was suited up and that he was going to play, and then all of a sudden it if came he, Sunday. If he felt good, I think, you know, New England would have started him, but it sounds like he wasn't quite there yet, and they yeah. might have knew that. But how about the Steelers-Chiefs game, the absolute romping of the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, that offense showed just how potent it can be a week after putting up three points against the Eagles. Le'Veon, ring my bell, is back. Yeah. 18 carries, yeah. 144 yards. 178 total yards. I mean, Antonio Brown scoring two touchdowns. Yeah, he is the leader of the two pumps club. His <laughs> touchdown celebrations are ridiculous. The pelvic thrust, it's sexual, it's violent. It's its a sight to see every time he scores. Let me ask you something. Do you think last week is more was more of an anomaly for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Philadelphia Eagles? I think it's somewhere in between. I think... Seriously? Yeah. Down the middle duck, huh? Oh, oh really? Well, I, I do think it's somewhere in between for both teams. I think Pittsburgh isn't as bad as they looked against Philadelphia, and... You know, if Le'Veon Bell was playing against the Eagles in Week Three, I don't think it would have been a thirty-four to three game. I st- I still think the Eagles were the better team on that day, but I I don't think it would have been quite that big of a blowout. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said when you have someone like Le'Veon Bell in your backfield. So it'll be interesting looking forward. I mean, they have a bad Detroit Lions team going playing at Ford Field next week. No disrespect to our guests who were extremely excited to have on. We'll get to that a little bit later. A little tease for you. We have Indianapolis and Jacksonville. We played the London game early, yeah, 9.30. They played in Wembley, and thankfully our boy Blake Bortles finally got a W. Yeah, Blake Bortles had three total touchdowns, two in the air, one rushing. That, and, Col- that Colts offensive line is atrocious. It's a sieve. Andrew Luck got sacked six times for 44 yards. That's you. You just can't win games like that. I was. I saw a bunch of tweets on Twitter where people were basically asking, "Is Andrew Luck bad now?" And I, I almost wanted to agree with him. He thought he's good for a bad pick a game, but that line is really, really bad. Uh, you know who else is atrocious right now is Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
<laughs> Nine <laughs> picks in two games. Out in Seattle, he threw three picks to follow his sixth interception performance. Why are you throwing at Richard Sherman? Why are you doing that? And Brandon, forgetting Sarah Marshall, said he's going down in the boat with his quarterback. Do you guys need to assess the quarterback position? I am going down in a boat with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jump off that ship as soon yeah, as possible. Get off, brother. Get, <laughs> that is not a ship you want to be on right now. That thing's going down like the Titanic. Out in... Oh, the Falcons game. Yeah. That, Julio that, Jones, 300 yards receiving. Matt Ryan, 500 passing. Okay. You think uh, Panthers are kicking themselves a little bit, having no corners? I, I would say so. Julio kissed me through the Jones. 12 catches, 300 yards, that's, one touchdown. That's insane. That's it was single-handedly, single-handedly winning fantasy games, huh? Over the course of his career, he's averaging ninety-six yards per game. He's the most productive receiver over the course of a career by over ten yards. Calvin Johnson's the next closest at eighty-six, which wow. is and that's an incredible stat. And that's if he crazy. can if he can keep that pace up, you know, he has a chance to go down as one of the best of all time. He needs to average one hundred and twenty yards for every game for the rest of the year to break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. I mean, I think he can do it, too, if, if Sunday was any evidence of that. It's possible. It's possible. It was a really it was a great weekend in the NFL. And to celebrate, we're, we're going to roll out a new segment. We're going to jump into our Nobel Prize segment in honor of not only a great week in the NFL, but also the actual Nobel Prizes being rolled out this week. Without further ado, Simon, why don't you start it off? Okay, so my first Nobel Peace Prize is the Nobel Prize for Global Citizenship Award. Who does that go to? Um, the one and only Ryan Lochte. <laughs> he's just bringing people bringing people together in different countries. <laughs> Definitely not lying about anything that he's doing. Ryan Lochte is the joke that keeps on giving. <laughs> on Dancing with the Stars. Give me one. You got one for me? Next, I've got the Nobel Prize for Theatrical Performance. That goes to Odell Beckham Jr., and honorable mentions to Josh Norman and Josh Brown's Kicking Net. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Kicking Net won the fight, so... That maybe giving Godal Beckham a push for that award. Um, the Nobel Prize for Mar- Marijuana Preventative Concussion Research. <clears throat> it's a six-way tie. Uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, LeGarrette, I Just Smoked a Blunt, Martavis Bryant, Eugene Monroe, who, ironically enough, is actually advocating for marijuana research, and Alden Smith. Alden Smith, who was periscoping while he was smoking a joint, saying, it's not like I'm saying this is Alden Smith smoking a joint. Who, me? Oh, who, me? <laughs> Uh, then, all right, the last, last one. Yeah, the last one I've got is the Nobel Prize for Energy Conservation. It goes to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> take He's, a knee, don't take a bow. Take a knee. He he is mastered energy conservation. One of the best at it in the NFL, actually the best, and that's why he wins the Nobel Prize for Energy Conservation. Okay, uh, let's transition to our other segment that we brought on last week. Um, making bets and creating debts. Well, actually, it's talking bets and creating debts, but we'll, we'll iron that out. We'll, Who cares? We'll iron that out. So, Simon is the, the spreads guru. I am going to read him a bunch of spreads. This week's, this week's going to be tough, I feel like. There's some interesting matchups. I'm, I'm curious to see how you do here. I am going to start off out west. We've got Arizona Cardinals, who are coming off of a horrible loss yeah, so against bad. the Rams. Um, at San Francisco, what do you think the spread is? It's a Thursday night game. Oh, wow. Short week. Niners had a tough loss against the Cowboys. I'll go... They, they could have won that game. Should have probably won that game. I will go Cardinals by a point and a half. Minus three. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. Now we've got our Philadelphia Eagles at Detroit. Eagles by a field goal. Nice. Hit it right on the nail. Let's Minus go. three. Let's go. Hit it right on the nail. 
I think that's an expression. <laughs> it, it is I'm now. Be saying it. it is now. It is now. All right. Uh, the Washington R-Words at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Ravens by four. Minus three and a half, Baltimore. Mm. Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. He's terrible. He's thank. He's so bad. Betting on Kirk Cousins and watching him play, let alone against the Browns and watching him try to blow that game. And the phantom fumble, Duke Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. That's that, that fumble isn't entirely... We won't go down that rabbit hole. NFL conspiracy theory. All right. Next, we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, the magical Ryan Fitzpatrick at Pittsburgh. What do you got? Um, I'll go Pittsburgh by eight. Minus seven. I'm I'm actually surprised they're getting that many points. I mean, after watching what Pittsburgh just did and Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing anyone that wants the ball that's not on his team. I'll take the teaser at plus 13 with the Jets there. I, I think the Jets are probably due for a rebound here. I'm, I'm not a huge Jets fan. I'm definitely not a Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. but um, I like Todd Bowles, but he doesn't inspire like a ton of confidence, especially when you're down in that situation. Yeah, so, th- I don't know. 13 points like for a teaser. Like, in an NFL just, game, that's it's a lot. lot of points, yeah. All right. We're unsure about the status of Trevor Simeon, but we've got Atlanta coming off the 48-point performance against Carolina. They just absolutely torched them. Nuts. Um, Atlanta at Denver. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I mean, this is this could go many different ways, especially if Paxton Lynch starts on Sunday. I will. He looked say, good. He didn't. Yeah, they both. I mean, they both. Have he looked good. good. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. I'm I'm starting to become a believer. I was not at first. He he looks like the real deal. He got smoked on that play. He AC, did. AC sprain was that what it was? AC AC sprain. Sounds like it's Gary, Gary Kubiak does not think it's that serious, but yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah, they're doing everything in their power to have him start Sunday. But I will go. Um, I'll go Broncos by four. Incorrect, but not far off. Minus six. Six. They're still so it's a good amount six. of yeah. It's a good amount of points. Even with Trevor Simeon, that defense up is in just the air. that defense is so good. They are. I mean, Von Miller by far the best defensive player in the NFL, in, in my opinion. Um, next we've got yeah JJ's dead. That's not a down the middle duck. Next we've got Cincinnati, the two and two Cincinnati Bengals at the three and one Dallas Cowboys. They play really bad at AT and T, and Cincinnati they didn't look great against Miami, but I will say Cincinnati by a point. That's exactly it. You you got it again wow. minus one. All right Sunday night last one. This line will probably change. Um, the, Giants? the Giants are playing right now. Uh, New York Giants at Green Bay. Uh, well, looking at the score right now, it's 17-3 last time I checked. I will say Green Bay by five. Minus seven Green Bay. Mm. So I would not touch that game. Seven point. Oh, you touched the game tonight. You want yeah. But <laughs> Who, me? Minor details. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll wrap up talking bets and creating debts. You want to do a little over-under? Yeah, sure. All right. You want to you, – you start off here. I, I just – Quiz you. you. You start off. Okay, I only have two for you this week. Okay. Um, over under two losses for Tom Brady-led Patriots the rest of the season. We looked at their schedule. It. I. I, I want to give them a push. I don't think that they. I don't think they run the table. Um, you know they've got to play the Bills again. Who just played them pretty tough. I. I think they'll be off. There's for, no I, way they lose. I think. The Bills I think they'll again. be off for revenge against the Bills. I think. I think they'll smoke the Bills. I will go. I will go. I'll actually go push. I'm not very good at this over under. I, you think they'll lose twice? I, I mean, that's I, still a 13 and three season. I, 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 they're, they're a, he, they're a heavy favorite out of the AFC. I mean, I think you know what, what did you say? They're combined with the Broncos, the two AFC 
yeah. championship teams. They're both seven and one right yeah, and now. Yeah, the NFC, the two teams that played in the NFC Championship last year are two and six. So I'll go. I'll push on that one. Yeah, I think I think they lose one. I think Tom Brady's just out for blood, and they go fourteen and two. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I've got Odell Beckham fights. I've set the line at two. You know there's going to be at least one more when they play the Redskins again. Josh over, Norman. over. He had won in the game tonight already with Xavier Rhodes. He got a 15 yard <laughs> penalty. All right, that's. I'm going to go over. That's. I think that's a good. That's probably a safe bet. Oh, uh, okay. I got one for you. Uh, over under 1500 yards for Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. What's he on pace for right now? 1684. He had back to back 100 yard games. His best. His best game of the year this past year. Scored a touchdown. Yeah, I'll go over. I that that offensive line is good. They're going to keep riding him as long as Tony Romo's out. And and quite honestly, I'm not sure they put Tony Romo back in with the way Dak Prescott's playing. Yeah, I mean, you know what I said last week. I, I really think that Dak stays. I mean, he's looked so steady. Him and Carson together have still not given up a turnover. I think that he's in there for the long haul. Um, What's I'm, the point in taking him out? You know, I'm eating crow. I think that Dak Prescott is the real deal. Yeah, you. I remember what you said. I didn't think he could throw the ball in college. I mean, he he looks really good. Really, really good. And they're not asking him to do too much. And he's doing this without Des Bryant, who really has not played well all year, and now he's injured. Yeah. All right, I have. Paxton Lynch starts two. I'm gonna go over. I think over, it, really? Yeah, I think it, it. I think Trevor might get hurt again. I don't know if he'll start on Sunday, and like maybe he'll sit for one or two weeks. I think. I think Paxton will get at least two, at least three starts. Do you think he has a chance at winning the job outright? Not this year, no. Okay. I don't think so. All right, and I've got. I like, I like Trevor Simeon. I've got one last one for you. Josh Gordon games played. Half under, 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 under. He's never gonna play in the NFL again. Never again. I don't think so. He was out. This this shit always I'll happens. T- I'll take the over. I'll, I'll take the over on you'll that. You think he plays? Again? I think he plays. One, I think he'll I, over for half a game. I think he'll. I think he'll play this year. I will tell you this. Everyone. Everyone in. They the, seem intent on keeping. Everyone him. in the U.S. No, they've been. They tried to trade him, and now they're going to release him. I. I don't think they're going to release him. What, what good does it do to release him right now? Because they can't unload him, and it's just a roster spot. They have to release him. They All don't right. have a choice. I think they would have done it by now. I really wish I didn't draft him. In my fantasy. I think they would have done it. I by thought now. I was going to look smart, and then I looked. I drafted him. He's on my bench. And <laughs> why I is actually, he still on your team? I was walking home last week when I got I saw the tweet from Adam Schefter that just had like the opening quote. It was like, after long thought and careful consideration, you know, I've decided to enter a rehab facility. Yeah. And so my smart ass got my phone out and it's raining and I'm about to tweet back at Adam Schefter. <laughs> after long thought and careful consideration, I've decided to put Josh Gordon on the trading block. Any takers. And I dropped my phone and shattered it into a million pieces. So that's some good karma coming back at you. All right, that'll wrap up our week four NFL talk. We have a very special guest on today's episode, and we are really pumped for the interview. So let's send it over that way. And now we are very pleased to bring on current Detroit Lions defensive end, Brandon Copeland. Brandon, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, man. Thanks for joining us. So let's get let's get right into it. I have a, a question for you about something that not very many people have been able to experience, uh, especially on the NFL level. Tell us a little about what happened to you this past weekend on the football field. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, for this past weekend, I was, you know, elected captain and got the chance to walk out as a captain of the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, every week we, we rotate our captains and, you know, we have one for the offense, one for the defense, one for the special teams, and I was the special teams captain this week. So, um, for me, it was obviously like I, I sent. I, they have a picture of it, and I sent it out to you know my family and stuff, and and 
uh, some close friends and I, I joked with them saying it's been a long time since I've been a captain but for me it was <laughs> definitely definitely a moment that I'll you know remember for life so yeah, talk a little bit about walking out on that field, knowing that you were representing not only like yourself, your family, but an entire football organization. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think he, you know, it, it kind of brought me back to to Penn. Uh, you know, like it's been a long time since I felt that, but you know, I think before every game, you know, you go through your own pregame rituals and warm ups, and mentally, you you know, you visualize good things happening and. and I mean, for me this week, uh, you know, once I found out that I was, you know, the captain, I think, you know, I went through my pregame rituals and stuff. But, you know, there was it reminded me of the pen days of feeling almost, you know, to be honest, invincible because, you know, at a certain extent when I was whenever you're captain, you're you're, you know, elected the leader of a, of a bunch of men and you can't have any fear in your heart. People are looking to you to, to make decisions and to lead by example so you know for me it was it was an honor but it also felt great to get out there and and have that confidence and and also have the confidence of of the team behind me and the entire organization behind me so so you guys haven't started off you know probably as um, strongly record-wise as you'd like at one and three but you've been in every game and you've played you know a bunch of teams really close so what do you uh think that you need to do as a team to you know turn it around a little bit and start turning some of these close games into some wins yeah i think we uh we just need to stop hurting ourselves uh you know you look at the last few games especially um the green bay game and um, even the Tennessee game and, and this past game, if you look at our penalties, we, we're giving ourselves, putting ourselves in a lot of bad situations and, and hurting ourselves with penalties. Um, along, besides that, we're also, you know, we haven't played a full four quarters yet. You know, you look at the Green Bay game and they're up 30 to three, you know, I think within the first quarter and a half. And then, you know, we come out the second half and, you know, they only give up three points to them on defense. But, you know, by, by that point, you can't – this is the NFL. You can't give up 30 points in, you know, 25 minutes, <laughs> you know, yeah. to anyone. So, yeah. um, especially, especially not, not Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah. Tale of exactly. two halves, yeah. No, right. I think it's just something that we just got to – you know, we, we, we we're working hard every single day. And, and now it's for us it's just, you know, it's, it's cleanup time. And we, we really need to clean up our act and, and clean up our – our mistakes and and just you know continue to play hard it's definitely not a a lack of effort or um a lack of talent by any means or any stretch of the word but um but you know we we, we're looking forward to to coming out strong this week so yeah talk a little bit about Matthew Stafford you you, like you said there's weapons around you especially on offense with Marvin Jones Theo Reddick Golden Tate guys that have been known to perform in the past and like a veteran addition like Anquan Bolden just talk a little bit about how that helps Matthew Stafford yeah I I mean like you said we have you know great players at every position and we have some some depth so uh hopefully you know we we can get the ball rolling and, and I mean we we've been doing a pretty good job of of offensively keeping the ball moving and stuff like that but Matt should you know I'm assuming obviously I'm not Matt but you know I'm assuming he can walk out on the field and feel comfortable throwing to any of those guys at at any point in the game in any situation like you said there's a bunch of of experience you know all across the board and a bunch of playmakers so yeah you've got you know got a lot of weapons on on offense we're we're excited for the matchup um you know this week against the Eagles you guys are at home uh, besides the weather, what's the best part about playing in Detroit? 
<laughs> uh, that I, I would honestly, I, I would say the fans. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, you, you know, I'm. You know, I'd be lying if I said that I'm not. I don't thank God every day that we play in a dome. Um, you know, we every single game. I know exactly. I have no variables. I know exactly what the weather's going to be. I know exactly what the temperature's going to be. So, I'm very happy to, to, to play in Detroit. But you know, our, our fans are are you know really top notch, and and you know, we we as a team want to give them you know reasons to be happy, but. Um, you know, I've been in other organizations where, you know, if you're having a bad stretch, you go to a your one of your home games and it sounds like an away game and, and you know, our fans are are dedicated to us and wanna see us win and, and we wanna give them, you know, exactly what they want, you know. So, um that's that would be my answer to that question, the fans. Yeah. You you talked a lot about weather. Playing in the NFC North, you're no stranger to pretty brutal weather conditions, especially playing in Green Bay. Minnesota <laughs> yeah. got a brand new stadium, which looks amazing, by the way. Just yeah. talk a little bit about playing in the NFC North under those conditions against competition like Aaron Rodgers and just what it's like for you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, fortunately, since I've been here, we haven't had any brutal weather games. Um, so I'm fortunate when it comes to that. But... You know, I, I would say it's like anything else. I mean, when you're out there on the field, you you know, leading up to the game, you think about all of that type of stuff a lot more leading up to the game in terms of weather and conditions and, you know, let me make sure I get the right type of cleats and stuff like that. But when you're out there on the field, I mean, to be honest, that, that all of that type of stuff gets out of your mind because, you, you know, you're going against, you know, for me as a defensive lineman or linebacker, sometimes, you know, you're going against a – 330 pound guy who's trying to take your head off so you know i don't really have time to worry about how cold i am in the moment um so um but no i mean it definitely adds to the it adds to the to the sport i guess you know it's it's like you know i guess that the weather is like the gladiators version of you know throwing some random stuff in the coliseum while the fighters are fighting i guess throwing a tiger in the coliseum get some tigers in there yeah yeah exactly so uh, actually, this weekend we had a, you know, I think it was on uh, Barstool or something. But we had, oh, uh, I saw that you know, the, the gorilla. The, <laughs> yeah, we had. What the, was uh, that Harambe. about? Yeah, we saw Harambe, it. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Harambe. Exciting, <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. So, how how far uh, were you? So that's from, a variable. How far were you that uh, uh, actually, from that on the field? I was like five yards away from him. Oh my! So I, you know, I was. I was on the video. A couple people tagged me in it. That's why I know about it. But I was on. It, I was so confused when it was happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was that but, like? You know, I was also. Um, that was funny, but it was also like, like I told people, it was also a point and moment in the game where it was just like, you know, okay, like we got to focus up. So yeah. you know, and and I would say to answer your question about the weather, that's exactly how you know the Harambe sighting was this weekend it's like wow okay like this is this is interesting this is cool you know you chuckle a little bit but then you realize okay hold up you know they're about to kick the ball off here we need to go ahead i need to make sure i block this guy and um you know we we, we're still you know i'm still working right now you know this is for a fan it's fun it's entertainment but i'm at i'm at work and it's fun for me but you know it's also i'm i'm working you know my job so um you know all those variables have to get out of the mind and you got to get your job done Probably a surreal experience to see that you know somebody run on the field in a costume and then you know, have to focus yeah. up and go go and hit somebody. <laughs> so right, right uh, exactly. 
So we'll segue a little bit from the wicked weather of the NFC North. Uh, you made a trip to Hawaii this summer with a bunch of you know other great NFL defensive ends, uh, Michael Bennett, yeah. Cliff Averill. Talk to us a little bit about that trip. What was that experience like? That trip was, you know, definitely something to remember. I think, you know, going out there, you know, one, those guys, having those guys kind of take me under their wing, getting the chance to go out there and train with them, getting the chance to see Hawaii, one, was yeah. amazing. But then, two, getting the chance to train with pro bowlers, you know. Um, you know, I learned more in a couple of days with those guys, than, you know, than I learned, you know, my entire life just about pass rush. I mean, it was just literally pass rush defensive line boot camp so um you know just seeing the way those guys train you know i guess a lot of times <clears throat> you look at great players and you know you you see guys in your locker room you know that there's some great players out there that are working hard but then there's you know i'm sure as as fans you you can look at fans of the sport fans of the game you look at certain people uh you know if, if you're taking basketball as an example you're looking at certain people and lebron james lebron james I'm sure, works his butt off, don't get me wrong, but LeBron James is also God-gifted. Like, you know, <laughs> let's not take that yes. away from him as well. So, you know, to see those guys out there in Hawaii, and, they, you know, they're definitely blessed, um, mm -hmm. you know, with talent. But to see that their work ethic as well, uh, you know, just was, was great for me to, you know, witness and, and great for me also to be a part of. So, um, you know, it, it was, like I said, it was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. And, and, you know, like you said, switching from the NFC North weather and, and getting a chance to, <laughs> to relax in Hawaii after working out, um, you know, that, you know, there's an experience that you, you know, you definitely going to remember forever. So, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we get to do it again this year. So, How did uh, they reach out to you originally? Was it uh, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, or someone else that reached out to you initially? No, so Wallace Gilberry on our team, um, on the Lions now, he – uh, you know, just in the spring, we talked and, and, you know, we really connected and he took me under his wing in the spring and him being a nine year vet and defensive end and undrafted as well, took me under the wing, under his wing in the spring. And then he invited me out there to Hawaii, um, to train and, and learn and, you know, con continue to work. So, um, that's actually how that connection was made. Well, I, and I saw, is it true um, that part of this had to do with you giving uh, him your number? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Okay. So, what was that, what yeah, was that so conversation that like? Well, I mean, a lot of times in the NFL, I guess a lot of times when a guy um, at, comes on a team and, and wants a number, you know, they ask somebody and, and sometimes, you know, guys give them the number. Sometimes guys make you pay well, for it or ask you to pay for it for me. A little negotiation. Um, you, yeah, exactly. A little, you know, little, like you said, <laughs> negotiations class. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, when he asked me, it was just, you know, oh, no, you know, you can, you can have it. Um, and because, you know, I gave him the jersey and um, I guess he also, that also led him to say, hey, you know what, you know, instead of me giving you money, let me take you you know, let me bring you with us to Hawaii and, and you can learn. And, and for me, that that's worth more than any amount of any dollar amount in the world, because, you know, you teach me something and you take me in a place. So you'd sit me in a classroom, you know, mm -hmm. per se, and allow me to learn something and learn how these guys may make their money. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully I can take it and, and do it well, um, well enough where I can make, 
make my own money uh, you know yeah. uh, so you know that for me you know that that was a, an amazing experience and it also says a lot about his character my character as well but yeah uh, more about his character and the fact that you know he could have been like okay cool thank you you know yeah uh, and never never talk to me again uh, but you know <laughs> he, he uh, obviously he's a he's a great person and, and you know i appreciate him for 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 helping me become a better player so yeah you're sound you're paying it forward and it sounds like it's uh paying off for you for you now so yeah. you know, with all the success you're having um yes sir so you got to you got to train with some you know like you said some top-notch pro bowlers out in hawaii uh one of the most yeah. interesting guys in the nfl in my opinion michael bennett one of the most notorious yes, trash talkers you learn any trash talking <laughs> from him while you were out in hawaii <laughs> no we, we weren't really talking too much trash but he, he's definitely a funny dude man he's a, he's a character great dude family oriented and um mm-hmm. you know but but he's a hard worker um like i said going out there and seeing the way that they they work is is you know it, it's an amazing experience just watching you know if you could look at what we did if you had a video camera of what we did for those that week i mean i was there for a week but um you know you'd be amazed at how how hard these guys are working and and i mean i, I think for me learning you know i always i've always worked hard i you know i work hard to this day and, and i'm only going to work harder but i think for me getting to see how they apply everything to their job like to pass rush or to being a defensive end so you know instead of going through the drills and just doing things to get faster bigger faster stronger it's like i'm getting bigger faster stronger and then now let me work this drill and apply and simulate a game and simulate you know exactly the positions or the 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 spots i'm gonna be put into in the game where i can actually use this to you know make some money and and make make my job easier or you know make someone else look look bad so um and you know that's that's what i really took from it it's just how i need to make sure that i'm actually applying everything i'm doing all of my training towards my job you know Mm -hmm. specifically my job you talked a lot about um, how much you've worked since coming out of the league as an undrafted free agent. Talk a little about the veteran combine, what it took yep. to get there, and the results that you were able to get from it. Yeah, uh, for me, the veteran combine was amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was uh, – I had actually signed up. I sat out. So that year I was released from Tennessee, cut, mm-hmm. fired. You know, release is a nice way to put it. But I was fired from <laughs> Tennessee uh, week two of that season. And then, you know, sat at home the entire season waiting for a call, hoping for a call. I worked out every day, you know, ran all the time, trained every single day, except for Sunday, trained every single day. And, and, you know, just waiting on a call. And and I'd actually, I gave myself one year to get back into the NFL. At the end of that season in January, I gave myself one year uh, exactly to get back into the NFL. And, um, you know, it was either get back into the NFL or, or move forward with my life. And, you know, you can't, you know, I'm a grown man. I can't wait on a paycheck. Uh, you know, forever. I can't <laughs> definitely you know, understand that. Try to pay my bills, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I also, I also understood that I, I believe that I had a gift and I can use it and I could play in the NFL and be successful in the NFL. So I gave myself one year. Um, and, you know, from that January, I kept working. I actually ended up signing with the arena football league, 
You know, I had yeah. an offer to go to Canada, but the Canadian Football League, that's a automatic two-year lockup. Yep, out there with Greg. And that's <laughs> a two-year lockup, though. And that doesn't vibe with my one-year <laughs> promise to yeah, myself. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I signed up for Arena Football League with the Orlando Predators. Literally flew down there on a Wednesday and laid down in my hotel room. You know, as soon as I got down there and I got an email from the veteran combine saying that I got invited or I got they accepted my, you know, I guess App- my letter, or, yeah, uh, my okay. application. Yeah, that's the word okay. application. So you got the um, hell out of Orlando? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> three days later, I flew out of Orlando and I flew to Arizona and trained a couple weeks in preparation for the veteran combine i mean i've been training the entire time not in preparation specifically for the veteran combine but just in preparation for just you know being a you know ready to play football um and fortunately you know god bless me i had one of the best days of my life (laughs) you know at the office i guess so to speak so Mm -hmm. um you know it went from no no offers no chances you know chances back into the nfl or signed up to the Arena Football League to, you know, I ended up having 16 offers from teams, you know, within, you know, that week after wow. that combine. So, How many did you say? Um, you said 16? Yeah, they got wow. up to 16, which is, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And so what made, you, what made <laughs> um, you pick the Lions? So I visited with five teams and the Lions at that time. You know, I think the Lions at that time were was probably the harder team to make given mm-hmm. their depth and, you know, the, the the roster that they already had. However, when I came and met with the Lions, I, I met with Coach Caldwell, who was with me in Baltimore, and we talked, you know, uh, you know, we had a great conversation. And then also our defensive coordinator, Coach Terrell Austin, he was also with me in Baltimore. And for me, as a guy who had sat out the year before, um, an undrafted guy, I've always – told people that you know as an undrafted guy I just I just I felt like well I won't even talk about what I've told people I've just said in Detroit I felt like at least even though this is a harder team to make I feel like I think at least coach Caldwell and coach Austin will give me a fair shake and that's all I'm asking for as an undrafted guy the only thing you hope to get (laughs) is a fair chance like if I'm if I'm going out there and not making plays then I don't deserve to make the team but if you go out there and judge my reps versus anyone else's reps then you know that's all I can ask for I just want to be judged fairly and I felt like coach Caldwell and coach Austin like I said knowing me from my rookie year in Baltimore and seeing the changes that I've made and the work that I've put in um and the way that we you know our conversations went I felt like they would give me a fair shake And, and at the end of the day you know that that's all that I asked for and all that I wanted and Fortunately, so far, it's been working out. You know? Yeah, talk a little bit about Baltimore and um, how you got your start. I mean, play what it was like to play for your hometown team right out of school. Yeah, that was that was I would say that that was the closest experience I'll I will ever have to being drafted. So, you know, when I get going back to my hometown, I got signed by Baltimore. You know, my phone blew up you know ridiculously which was you know awesome because friends and family and people i've grown up with all very happy for me and then you know whenever you make a play in the game my first game i remember getting an interception and being oh i remember that one-handed pick i remember that yeah yeah Yeah. and my phone was your your coming out moment yep right right that was you know that was 
that was my highlight. Uh, you know, <laughs> my phone blew up again. And, you know, but for me, I, I always joke, I say that would be my, that's my closest experience to ever being drafted. Um, mm. You know, and it's, it was a great experience. It was awesome to come play for the team that you've always, you know, I've always been a Baltimore Ravens fan and, and looked up to the players on their team. Ray Lewis had Reeds, you know, Suggs, um, McCrary, Saragusa, you know, that those are the guys yeah. I grew up you know, watching and so to get to put on the same jerseys that they put on and, you know, to represent my city, um, you know, that's a, that's a, a priceless experience. So, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. All right. So we've got, we're going to start wrapping it up here. We've got uh, two more questions. One of them is actually a game that we played last week with um, Derek Moy, former Pittsburgh Steeler and Penn State receiver. Um, and then gotcha. we want to talk, talk a little bit about your camp. So, um, the oh. first, the first, uh, you know, we'll start with the game. It's called real or fake. So it is what it sounds like. Um, you know, gotcha. we'll, we'll give you something. You tell us if it's real or fake. It could be football or, uh, you know, we might throw you a little curveball on, on here's the pitch. We'll see. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So first, uh, Dallas Cowboys current starting rookie quarterback, Dak Prescott, real or fake? Real. You like his game? Do I have do I have to explain or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me a little explanation. <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. know. I... <laughs> it's all good. It's all right. That was our fault. Poorly explaining the rules. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I didn't know if it was rapid fire or not. I got you. Um, but no, I, th- I think real. I mean, I, 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 to be completely honest with you, I don't watch the most football in the world. I, I kind of watch, you know, my opponent and, you know, I might watch a little bit of Monday night football or Sunday night, you know, the, the Thursday yeah. night, the, the I feel national like you games, might be, but feel, yeah, you might be busy on Sundays. It's like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But from what I've seen in the highlights, I mean, he's, you know, he's a playmaker. He's, he's doing his job and, and um, creating buzz and, and keeping, you know, Dallas vibrant and in the hunt. So, you know, I'm going to give him a real. All right. Um, Kim Kardashian getting robbed in Paris, real or fake? Fake. <laughs> fake. Yes, I love it. Yeah. We're on the we're on the same page as you. I saw it. I read yeah, it. And to, to be honest, the first thing I thought was like the e cameras had to have been there, but apparently she was yeah, actually robbed at gunpoint. I'm not buying it, Brandon. Yeah. I'm with you. Conspiracy yeah, theory someone, hard on this someone one. Someone else said that in the locker room today. Like I'm, I bet the cameras were there. You know, I bet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. On it and, yeah, exactly. You know, you, Got robbed in front of a whole camera crew, and supposedly I guess it was ten million dollars worth of jewelry. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw but, it. But you know, hey, if you got it, you got it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, glad no one was hurt though. You know, I thought. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. I'm sure those <laughs> those concert about it, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. concert goers are really upset about the Kanye bail yeah. on them. But... <laughs> they don't want that refund. Yeah, probably. Um, we got one more for you. I don't know if you if you watched this, if you saw this game or not, but uh, there was a fumble in the fourth quarter of the Browns game, Duke Johnson fumble, and I want to know if you oh, thought that was real it. or fake. When yeah. they called it to, for the Redskins? Yep, yeah, exactly. Did you see that? No, nah, I saw something about it on Instagram. Yeah, did so they actually give the the ball to the Redskins? They didn't review it. Yeah, and they did. No, the they didn't even review it or anything. Duke Johnson comes up from the pile, holding the ball in his right hand, and the ref is literally in plain view next to the ball, and ruling it in favor of the Redskins. It was it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. He, he did fumble wow. it, but yeah, it, yeah, it looks like he clearly even covered it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can really comment on that. one. Yeah, we'll, we'll accept a no comment That's on that. That's a mind boggler on that one. We, <laughs> We we don't uh yeah we we don't want to get you in any trouble. We'll accept a no comment on that one. 
we, we, we can't be uh, you know paying your fine when here's the pitch. So we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll can't, yeah. can't afford it quite. <laughs> can't afford it quite yet. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We'll hold off on that. All right, sure. and then the last the last question we always ask our guests. Um, you know, you played for four years in Philly. Uh, what's your favorite Philly cheesesteak? Oh, Jim's. Yeah, I mean, I've only been to gyms. Uh, we we used to always go there on the official okay. visits. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, that's that's my spot yeah, too. Jim's was definitely definitely the spot with the cheese whiz. Okay, uh, the last thing I don't know how to to make this transition, but the last thing we really wanted to talk to you about is something that you started beyond the basics. The camp. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I threw my first football camp, uh, which will be annual. God willing, um, you know, I threw my first football camp this summer. Uh, it was July 9th, and we had, you know, a bunch of NFL players come out and a bunch of friends and family members, former teammates from Penn, friends from Penn, um, people from all over flew in, um, drove in to come help, you know, give back to the community in the city of Baltimore. So we had 150 kids come out, and it was a completely free camp. For the kids, the kids got to come out. You know, we had, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, water, Gatorade, all that type of stuff. But we had a DJ. Uh, you know, That's we had awesome. drills and everything like that for, for the kids. And we had, I mean, I was overwhelmed with the amount of sponsors that we ended up getting on board. You know, the kids left with, you know, handfuls of stuff in terms of Under Armour gear and shirts. And some kids wow. got some cleats. You know, we ended up giving away. 10 major prizes you know for some of the uh outstanding we we had some character traits and that we wanted to that i believed embodied you know myself and and my own journey to get to the nfl so we wanted to honor those kids that we thought embodied that or or showed that hard work or persistence throughout the day and you know we had 10 major prizes in terms of well actually 11 prizes we had five beats pills that we gave away to kids and oh, five sick. beats studio wireless headphones that we gave away and one ipad that we gave away to you know i'm not in seven to 11th grade but can i go <laughs> <laughs> right right so you know it, it was you know it was a great day and i mean i think you know the the best part about the day was the fact that you know at a certain point i get to look out onto the field and you know, the day was obviously hectic when you're running it. We also, you know, I failed to mention, we also gave away free physicals to any kid that, you know, wanted to take advantage of that. Wow. You know, some of the kids couldn't afford, you know, the physicals. And, and for most, most or really all football teams, especially high school, you have to get a physical before you actually participate that year. And MedStar Orthopedics teamed up with us and partnered with us, well, sponsored us. And uh, they're actually the, the physicians for the Baltimore Ravens. The wow. Master Orthopedics came out. They were our trainers on staff for the day, and they also, um, you know, offered free physicals to the kids that, you know, wanted to take advantage of it, which is amazing as well. But, um, you know, I'll say at, at a certain point in the camp, you you know, you, like I said, it was a hectic morning, but you get the chance to take a, a step back and look around for, you know, the 30-second time I had to look around because, <laughs> um, you know, you're in host mode. But, you know, yeah. And you get to see people that you went to college with, people that you went to high school with, people you played football with, you won championships with, you lost games with. Um, I had other NFL players there, teammates from Tennessee, Baltimore, and Detroit, uh, who came out and 
um, you know, you get to look out on the field and see, you know, friends and family and, and loved ones helping your city and helping a bunch of kids. And you see kids smiling and dancing and working hard and sweating. And they're all there to support, you know, your city and, and your cause and your name. And that for me, that's what put a huge smile on my face. And, um, you know, we, we had some great messages that we wanted the kids to take away. Um, you know, we had a lot of role models there uh, off the field. And, and like I, I mentioned before to people, I wanted the kids to leave the camp and think, oh, these NFL players are cool. But hold on, you know, I never knew that. I've always thought lawyers were geeks and people I never wanted to be or never wanted to associate myself with. But, you know, these guys are cool. They're down to earth. They're just like me. They're from neighborhoods similar to mine. And, and okay, maybe, you know, if this NFL thing doesn't work out, if I can't be in the NBA, then maybe you know, I'll, I'll figure out a way to, to put myself on the law school track just in case, um, just in case things don't work out and I'm not the next LeBron James and, and that that was the more important message that I wanted to get across to the kids is I wrote them all a letter um, that they all took on their way out. And, um, you know, that's that's just what I, I echoed into in the letter that at the end of the day, no matter if you're Peyton Manning, you're Brandon Copeland, you're Torrey Smith, you're, you know, LeBron James, you're Steph Curry, you only guarantee one thing and that your your professional playing career will be done one day. So you got to prepare for that now. And, and a lot of kids, you know, I go and speak in the schools in Detroit and Baltimore, and a lot of kids will raise their hand and say that they really want to be a professional athlete. But, you you know, you ask them if they plan to go to college, and they're like, I, I don't know. And then you have to remind them that, you know, you can't even become a professional athlete, even in basketball now, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't yeah. go to college. Yeah, so that's right. You need to be taken care of. You know, you, you don't need to just be struggling to get along in these classes. You need to be, you know, excelling in these classes. You don't want your grades to slow you down. So, you know, um, let me stop preaching because no, I, I, no, no, no. I, I have I, a great It's pretty amazing. Stuff, but. It's pretty amazing what you've been able to do. Yeah, man, I, that's I, awesome. I think that's what's special about um, your camp, you know, beyond the basics. Uh, you know, it looks you know, not only, you know, to develop, you know, young kids as players, but also, you know, you want to help them off the field. So for all the fans listening at home, check out, um, you can learn more about the camp beyond the basics at bcopeland.com and make sure to follow, uh, Brandon on Twitter at bcopelb. Brandon, we really appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brandon. Continue success, man. You guys take it easy. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we just got final word that the Vikings have defeated the New York Giants 24 to 10 on Monday Night Football. Yeah, we got a, a, still another undefeated team. Simon, your bet unfortunately did not work out too well for you. It wasn't a bet for me. I placed it for a friend. For a friend. We don't place bets here on here's the pitch. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap things up here with two final segments. In honor of the Ryder Cup, US defeated Europe. 17-11, the U.S. were victorious it, baby. for the first time since 2008. <laughs> we're going to do our top five. Top five, top five, top five. We're going to do our top five golfers this week. Simon, you want to get things started? Yeah, I'll go first. My first and number one, number three overall, Rory McIlroy. He came on very strong towards the end of the year. FedEx Cup champ. He won two FedEx Cup events, including the Tour Championship. Two, I'll go DJ. Won his first major. Finally got. I had him on my list. Hard to hard to leave him off. He kills it on and off the course. Won his first major. Uh, Jason Day, number one golfer in the world. It's kind of hard to leave him off a list like this. Four, I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. Two-time winner on tour this year. 
Um, kind of struggled in some majors. And five, last but not least, it's hard to leave this guy off your list after watching what he did this weekend. I'm going to go Patrick Reed. He balled out when it mattered most against Rory McIlroy. Beat him one up. That's my top five. All right. I'm going to go completely different direction. I'm going to go my I knew, top... I knew you would. <laughs> top five favorite golfers. Um, not necessarily the best golfers, but the golfers I enjoy watching the most. Number one, John Daly. Sure. He is a crowd pleaser. There's a there's a show on Vice now called Party Legends, and there's an episode where John Daly <laughs> took acid and ended up skating in uh, ice skating in Prospect Park in Brooklyn with like a bunch of kids for twelve year olds for like three hours. Um, that's a funny show on Vice, definitely worth checking out. I had Dustin Johnson number two. I'll go I'll go Phil Mickelson, the lefty, little white collar criminal action. He's uh he's he's. He's a choker sometimes, but he's one of the best still, in my opinion. He's a bad person. Number three, uh, Louis East Hazen from Missile Bay, South Africa. A, he's my. Uh, <laughs> Did you just say A? He's not Canadian. I picked him. I picked him just for his name, um, and the, you know that I could do a South African accent. Number four, uh, Luke Donald. Also, no other reason other than he's got a great name. And number five. Andrew Beef Johnston. Beef! He's on the European tour, but he is of Jamaican descent, we learned today. Yeah, Wikipedia. A little bit of You ever utilize research it to write a paper? For us. I have. <laughs> All right, that's our, that'll round out our top five. We got one more segment for you, don't we? A few, few uh, RIPs, What Life Lived. Okay, I got one for you. Uh, Barry Bonds was unceremoniously released after just one year. <laughs> As he was the uh, the batting coach, the hitting for, coach for the Marlins. Yeah, for the Marlins. Apparently, steroids doesn't help you coach well. So R.I.P. What a left lib Barry Bonds. And uh, number two, we have Lindsay Lohan's finger, which was apparently severed in a boating accident. She did. She got it back, and they were able to. They sew it back on there. Uh, they they stitched it back on. Really? Um, She's not walking around with nine fingers? So, R.I.P. What a life lived, but it sounds like there's a comeback story. J.P.P. style. Oh, not not J.P.P. style, hopefully for, for Lindsay Lohan's sake. He hasn't been bad. Uh, yeah, he's still missing fingers. Yeah, it's, at the know, end of the day, he's definitely uh, three fingers short. That's addition by subtraction. Three Again, <laughs> we're not... We're not math majors on here's the pitch. We, we usually can count on our fingers, but we have to have the fingers there already. So, JPP's uh, limited to single-digit counting on his fingers now. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that wraps it up. Yeah, one thing, one note I want to uh, let you guys in on. Uh, Westworld premiered on HBO Sunday at 9 o'clock. Duck hasn't watched it yet, but I suggest you all watch it. And we're definitely going to start talking about it more in depth next week. I'll get there. I'll get there this week. Hopefully. Hopefully you guys do too. He's so a really can- busy cat. You guys can, uh, don't patronize me. You guys can uh, tune into Westworld and hear us talk about it next week. Yeah, so as always, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Send us any feedback you have, any other shows you want us to get into. Other than that, tweet at us. We have a bunch of fake uh, porn followers on our Twitter. I get We're so tired excited of them. We're so tired of them. Every time that I get a like and it's a, it's a fake porn account. These porn bots have got to go. We'll see you next week. Please, man. Pretty please with a uh, cherry on top. The weather cold. The weather so chill. Chilly Willie penguin feather robe. Cause I'm sipping pro. Yeah, that met this pro. Pro met the zine. 
yeah, stepping stone. Oh, they acting up, get your weapons wrong. They only killing time, another second gone. I heard your man at home, now you melatonin, but you acting young. And you hella grown. Okay, she giving me love, but it fuck my energy up Every time it's finna be summer, only got the memories of us And now we industry lovers, they making enemies of us I mean, them times being in public, they drain this energy from us Visit Italia, be my senorita Evita or Ibiza, either way you need a visa I ain't talking about MasterCards, debit cards either Credit charge, Kermit the Frog, margaritas? Yeah, I heard she got a man, homie, yeah Yeah, he wanna lay the hands on me, yeah but he should see the way she dance on me. Yeah. Wishing I ain't had no pants on me. Oh,